You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, welcome everybody to the podcast, to the radio, however you, whatever means you're getting this episode from. We're excited that you're here. We're jumping into Luke 10 today. I'm Pastor David Gammon. I'm excited to be with you. What we do is we read a chapter of the Bible the night before, then we read the morning of, then we go to our Marriott location. We have a little recording studio here and we talk about what God has breathed on our hearts. We don't prepare a message. We don't do extensive notes and research. We talk and lean into what the Holy Spirit has breathed on us. And there's always a co-host for the program. I'm excited. I'm here with Pastor Christian Hurston. He is such an impact player here at East Coast. He was in the youth ministry for forever. He oversees so many things with our finances and so many incredible things that we're going on into the church. I mean, just listening to him talk, I'm like, wow, this guy's capacity is through the roof. And not only is it for us to, to take us into the future, but also the way he looks at the Word of God is amazing. I know he's communicated at camps and was the youth pastor for a long time and is doing some incredible stuff now um especially spearheading our Vieira building yeah so, man, it's awesome. man yes. i'm excited you're here yeah stoked to be here for sure and love getting to hang out with you and yeah we got a lot of fun things going on so with the the building opening up and you know late summer fall in the Vieira location we've got all kind of things going on with the the legacy and with rise and build and i'm excited to be a part of it there's there's always something new now you're right next coast. to you're right next to an elementary school yeah, right Tell- elementary so okay yeah it's right at the corner of Vieira boulevard and tavistock so we could throw a rock at the Mantel. Not that we're going to do that, but we could like hear the playground. We can almost hear the conversation of the kids at the playground. We're that close. So we're excited to be a blessing in that community. We actually just did a kind of a mini serve day and served all of the teachers for Teacher Appreciation Week for Mantel Elementary and just loving on them, showing them that how much we appreciate what they do and the building's going to be incredible. Just open up a place for young people, for kids, for families, for small groups. So you're telling me that when the building opens, I can go to Starbucks on my way to church. Yeah, come on. All right. Yeah. Get filled up on the word, yeah. worship Jesus, yeah. and then on my way home, swing by Publix or Chick Fil A. Well, not on Sunday for Chick Fil A. Not on Sorry. Sunday. Yeah, not, but, on, not on Sunday. Yeah, Publix but, then. Yeah, Pub come sub. on. Pub subs. Pub sub. And We're that's good. a nice Publix. It's got the full hot bar. They got all the food there. Boar's head meat yeah, too on that ultimate on. sub, and I'm in. If I was yeah. a fish, that would catch me every time. Yeah, come on. Every man. single time, man. Yeah. Dude, I'm so pumped, man. How? What's the seating capacity? Yeah, so like? it's 600 seats in there. Is what we've got set up, and we could go a little bit bigger, but that's what we're standard configuration and you know 20,000 square foot building it's going to be awesome extra big for kids and it's going to have an academy and so we're opening that up in 2023 where there'll be you know some age either zero or maybe 18 months up to up to like kindergarten and so we're excited to have that also which that's a huge blessing in that Mm -hmm. community there's always a need dude and if you're listening right now to put that perspective of the size of that building it's about the size of our Merritt Island location yeah. that we have right now next to the building. Yeah. That's about 600-seater. Yeah. Um, now, that's two stories, but the, the new building here has, man, some incredible... Like, I got a chance to walk it. I yeah. got a chance to walk it and see what's going on. And just walking the building, you just feel like God on the place. Oh, for of sure. like that's cool. The rooms that the kids are going to be in. And we wrote scriptures on the walls. Yeah. And it's covered just, in prayer. Every aspect at the foundation, at the dirt. Like We've been praying this whole time, and it's cool to just see. It's like, man, come on, God. Man, that's so amazing. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we got Luke 10 today. Yeah. And um, I, if you're wondering, if you're wondering about East Coast and, and our heartbeat, is, is we're not a church that builds cathedrals. We're, yeah. we're churches that build inside of communities. That's it. 
and we're excited to be you know developing inside the Vieira community. Yeah. We're also in the in the in the Coco community, yeah. and we're in the Mare Island community. Yeah. And, and you our, guys just had a big grand opening for the chapel as well, like we did. making a conversion from the yeah. avenue, which was many years. I don't know, it's like thirteen years. Yeah, maybe? about thirteen years. Yeah, and then now, so that's awesome too, of like just making a bigger impact in the area and more community, more fellowship and family. Yeah, totally. And it's all about building a life giving church that lasts. Yeah, that's what we're doing, and we want you to be a part of it, especially if you're new to the area. Um, it w- maybe you moved here and you don't have a home church, check us out. Go to our website, eccc.us. Check us out. I know that's how we do stuff now. We peruse before we you yeah, know, present. Absolutely. So we, uh, we're definitely one church in many locations. So we got, we got 40-something verses today. Yeah. Yeah, 42 verses that we've got. And so I'm reading out of the NLT. What are you reading? I'm doing NLT as well. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it is. It is. All awesome. right. So I tell you what, yeah. I think I'm going first. Yeah, so I must say unto you, read, sir. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places planned to visit. These were his instru- These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray that the Lord who is in charge of the harvest asks him to send more workers into the fields. Now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, nor, as travel- nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. And don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If not, then the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. If you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever it sets before you. Heal the sick. And tell them, the kingdom of God is near you. But if the town refuses to welcome you, go out into its streets and say, We wipe even the dust off your town from our feet. Show that we have abandoned you to your fate. And know that this, the kingdom of and know this, the kingdom of God is near. I assure you, even wicked even wicked Sodom will be better off. In such a town on Judgment Day, what sorrow awaits you, Chorazan and Bethsaida? For what if what if the miracles I did in you had been done in the wicked Tyre and Sidon? Their people would have gone and repented their sins long ago, clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their heads to show their remorse. Yes, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on Judgment Day than you, and the people of Capernaum will be honored. Will you be honored in heaven? No, you will go down to the place of the dead. And he said to the disciples, Anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me. Anyone who rejects you is rejecting me. Anyone who rejects me is rejecting God who sent me. And then the 72 disciples returned. They joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can walk among snakes and scorpions and crushing them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your name is registered in heaven. Verse 21. At that same time, Jesus was filled with joy of the Holy Spirit. And he said, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleases you to do this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. 
Then when they were alone, he turned to the disciples and said, blessed are the eyes that see what you have seen. I tell you, many prophets and kings longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question, teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn, where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go do the same. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he had taught. But Martha was distracted by a big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you were worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Amen. Man, there's so much in this chapter, but it's man, packed. something's burning on my heart. I gotta share it right yeah. now. We all listen to the uh, the to the story, the parable of the Good Samaritan, yep. and we think, man, I need to be kind to my neighbor. Yeah, I need to be kind to my neighbor and love somebody that's wounded on the side yep. of the road. Let me help you today. You are not the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Jesus is. Yeah, that's good. You are the wounded man on the side of the road. Wow, that's good, bro. I (laughs) like like that. You're down. Yeah. You're beat. Outside of him, there is no hope for you. Yeah. And Jesus did not make a mistake in telling the parable and and saying the two elements of healing the wounds were olive oil and were wine. Okay? Why? Because Jesus has what? Washed you with the wine, with his blood as a type of shadow of his blood is wine. Okay? Communion. The wedding at Cana. All right? Wine symbolizes the blood of Christ cleansing us at the mm-hmm. wedding. What there was enough wine for everybody to receive grace and cleansing, and it was the best above all the other wines. All right, look at what he's saying to you right now. He's like, Listen, no matter where you're at in your journey in life, I have what you need. And then he says, Olive wow. oil, olive oil is a type and shadow of the Holy Spirit of God's anointing, of it being on you. He put what? He washed you with his blood. He anointed you with the oil. The Holy Spirit is on you. When David was anointed to be king of Israel by Samuel, what went on David's head? The oil. The oil did. That is where the Spirit of God was going. So right now, listen, we are not a works-based faith. 
our God finished the work that we needed to do and has carried us the entire way. That way, none of us can boast about the grace that we have. We are masterpieces, but we have to understand why we're masterpieces. It's because we were place made in our God's image. I just want to share that. Okay. Man, I like that, dude. I've yeah. never thought about that. Is I do think about trying to be the good Samaritan, mm-hmm. but realizing... I'm the one beat up, man. He's mm-hmm. the one who's coming along and really helping out, and we need it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I was really drawn to the end of the chapter where we hear the story of Martha and Mary, and we see this parallel a lot of thinking about just being busy. Like we started the top of the program thinking about being busy. It, it takes a lot to build a building, and it takes a lot to to pull all these things together and you know, multiple mm-hmm. projects and a lot of things going on. But I love what Jesus says in verse 41. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you're worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mm -hmm. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. And I know that you had encouraged our staff just recently, Pastor David, when we were doing a Monday morning prayer and worship, and you're like, maybe what you need, and this is what you're telling to the staff, is just take some time to put on some worship music and maybe pray in the spirit of just how powerful that is and what it can do to you. and is something that I do at times, but even after you said it, I practiced it some more that day and it just brings peace because it can get so busy about all the things we worry about, the task and the things to do and this and that. And it's like, no, I wanna be busy about my father's business. Like exactly what Jesus said. And then he says, do not worry about tomorrow. Sufficient for today is today's troubles. Be anxious for nothing. Like he's telling us all these reminders that we don't need to be anxious. Just worry about the thing that's right there and that God will give mm. you that peace. Dude, that's so good. It's like only God can be as bold to say the statements that Jesus has said. Yep. Like like you said, be anxious for nothing. And then he'll turn around in John 14 and say, let not your heart be troubled. Yeah. You know, let not. What? Yeah. I love that Thomas inside that scripture yeah. is like, uh, God, we don't know how to do that. Because yeah. he says, oh, where I'm going, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Believe yeah. God also believe in me. And then and, and Thomas is like, I don't know where you're going. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it might be Philip, actually. But um, Just struggling with it. Right. Like, show me where. Right. I want to understand the details. I need to know all yeah. the stuff. And it's like only God can say to you, yeah. be anxious for nothing. But, yeah. but it's because he knows that he has what you need. He knows that it's long. And that, and that is why. And I love I love what you read. And when, it, when, when you said it, it like. Jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. It said, "But this religious person, after quoting the scripture, see, he yeah. had the head knowledge of love God yeah. and love others with all strength. Then he said, but for his own, it wasn't agenda. The word wasn't agenda. The word was like for his own like intent. Yeah, for own self-serving kind of his yeah. own. Yeah. Who? Because he he knew what the word had to the say. The man wanted to justify his justifies. Actions, actions. So he asked Jesus, and who's my neighbor? Ain't that ain't, yeah. a, ain't that all our story? Yeah, we want to justify our yeah. actions, right? We want to we want to take and and what happens is when you start justifying your actions off of scripture, you try and weaponize scripture mm-hmm. for what your intent is. Yeah. All right, and we're not called to do that. Don't forget, you're called to die to yourself yeah. in Christianity, and. Um, I always like, like we're talking about people about drinking and mm-hmm. Christianity. Yeah. Well, or even, you know, we'll, we'll just use the drinking example. Well, you know, we have some people that's totally dry. You have people that are yep. that drink and then they argue about what's drunk or how many can a Christian have and yep. what can and can't. And then, you know, scriptures get used on all sides of the, some are talking about, like I said, the wedding at Cana and Jesus made wine. And other talking about like Proverbs where it's like, don't be seduced by the bubbles from the deep red wine and yeah. the hard drink and stuff. And so it's not for kings and so it's like man stop breathe mm-hmm. and say father what are you saying on this yeah i love you more than i love me yeah 
like what do you what's your will for me yeah. in this moment yeah speak so, to me about this that's yeah. cool that's a good word mm. i like the idea too of jesus really encouraging the disciples to trust him it's whether you're wrestling with that question that you're asking it's mm. if you're serving out of the wrong intentions but when he tells them the beginning and he sends them out is he says the harvest is great but the workers are few so pray the lord to be able to bring the harvest and then he sent them out and he's saying don't take the money don't take a traveler's bag or an extra pair of shoes don't stop just go and do this and i as a person who i love details like i used to feel i was more impulsive like doing my enneagram originally is they describe enneagram number seven is you know you jump out of the plane and figure out halfway down like where's the parachute mm-hmm. and i joke about that aspects of my personality but also I love the details. I want it mapped out. I want a logistical plan. I want to see everything and I want to understand. And so I balance both of these. And Jesus is saying, hey, sometimes you got to step out on the water. Sometimes you just got to trust me. You don't have to understand the whole thing, but that you can believe that he's got you and he's going to take care of it. And you don't have to understand all of it. It's just, it's better that way. Dude, that is so good. It is so good. I love um, when you were talking about that with the with the Martha and the Mary scenario. And you know, one thing that I've always loved is that uh, he sends seventy two out. Yeah. Right. And it's like he he literally tells them to not bring their cell phones, don't bring their iPods, don't bring their you know any of their stuff. Yeah. He's like, but what it says upon their return is so powerful. Like I believe it's like verse like something and it says when they returned they were joyful yeah that's cool he said simplicity 72 people out yeah all right it didn't say and some of them were joyful yeah and no and trust me this ain't a marketing ploy guys Mm -hmm. other areas where it says jesus says you'll um eat my flesh and drink my blood they all dipped out they were like deuces (laughs) we're out the bible was very honest and that was not a fan favorite moment no for the messiah all right um but this i mean the honesty that was in that moment is in this moment yeah and it's saying hey um, dude, 72 people came back. You can trust God because when God speaks, you are now going back to that justifying your intents. Well, you also want to justify how equipped you are. Yeah. Of course, you don't feel equipped to lead a Bible study. That's why God's calling you out to it. Yeah. You know, you might need to talk to your pastor or a leader at your church and they'll help equip you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course you don't feel equipped to maybe take a disciple under your wing. Of course you don't feel equipped. I mean, Mama Bear right now, if that's baby number one, two, three, or four, you're probably, you you didn't feel equipped for one baby, you know. But you it's got, amazing when you get that situation, all right? God and, gives you the grace. And now it ain't the baby. Now yeah. it's the amount of babies you got. You yeah. got four, you know what I mean? Yeah. And no, Dad, you don't feel equipped for uh a teenage child, yep. right? You got three teenage kids. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, and it's like, well, God one's coming up grace. on it. One's coming up on it. And yeah, it's she, like, pretty much. She's in TNT, so. Oh, you man. Know, just turned 12, but she's 12 going on 15. So, so. you got three kids going yeah. to the camp conference, yeah. too. And, yeah. you know, and and it's it's just, he sent 72 out, and the report was joyful. He yeah. sent you out as a husband. He sent you out as a father. He sent you out as a mother. He sent you out as a, a small group leader. Trust him. And your report will be joyful. Yeah, that's cool. All right, just I really like that. just don't quit. Yeah, 
before the game's over. Yeah. And that's what happens to a lot of people. So, that's cool. you know, with all of this going on and all these perspectives, what, I mean, Pastor Christian, what, yeah. what else did you like? Yeah, I really love verse nine because it comes up so much out of Jesus' mouth as he says, heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near to you. Is This is something that it said that Jesus went around healing all who are sick and oppressed by the devil. And this is one of the great testimonies that he did throughout is that he met their physical needs. It, he did preach to them, but he also, were able to help break off the bondage and the things like the woman who had had the issue of blood literally for so many years over 10 years maybe 20 years i'm going by memory it's a lot of years that she had this bondage but he healed her and then her life was changed forever and this is something that we're called to do is that we're called to go out and to heal people and to be able to tell them the kingdom of god is near to you and they that's going to be able to be an incredible witness more than a joke about this thumping them over the head with the Bible. Right. Like that is not effective. I've had a couple of moments in my life where I just kind of like, you know, I whipped someone with the word of God is that mm -hmm. I used a verse and it was just like, well, the Bible says, and you start a sentence like that. It's rarely ever going to go good. I can't think of many as just like, cause I was getting after him a little Come bit on. and it was yeah. like, it was, my heart wasn't right and they did not receive it right. And we worked it out later and we had good conversation. But when I approached it that way versus what about when I pray with someone and they receive healing and they're open to receive what it is that God wants to do. Yeah, I mean, that is really good, and I love the way you did And you're definitely very approachable on that level, and uh, you definitely love people on another level. Um, with the Mary and Martha scenario, I'm yeah. going to say something here. Yeah, might stretch some people. It yeah. says, the Lord, this is Martha speaking. I love Martha's. Uh, my wife is a Martha, yeah. all right, and she will she will you know, like do and do and do. And yeah. Nancy is so faithful and yeah. so wonderful. It's a motherly thing to it. Is. Just work, 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 work. But this statement, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair yeah. to you that my sister just sits while I here do all the work? Tell yeah. her to come and help me. <clears throat> yeah. So I want to encourage some Marthas out there. Yes, you need rest, and most of the time when people preach on the Martha, it's how Martha needs to be like Mary because Jesus says that, and yes, you need to be like Mary, and yes, you need to work a Sabbath in, and yes, you need to work self-care in, yeah. but not just self-care, but heaven-based self-care where yeah. you're restoring in time with your Father. But let me also put a different perspective. Um, Martha, what you're doing is allowing somebody to sit and rest. Yeah. Um, I heard a preacher, uh, Jonathan Wiggins, actually say this when he was here speaking. He said about how farmers, he was preaching at this town. He preached in Colorado now, but I don't know where it was. It might have been Oklahoma or something like that. And he says the farmers would come in for the church service, and then they would fall asleep during the message. And other people would get mad. And you know, at one point when he was doing a youth rally, a young man fell asleep during the message. And they were like, yeah. wake him up. And he stopped them. And he was like, um, no, you let him sleep. Yeah. Because he needs to rest. Yeah, that's good. All right. And our work sometimes out there, church, church family, you know, is to allow a place for people to rest at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. And let's never forget that. Yes, you need rest for sure. But let's not forget our why and what we do this mm -hmm. for is that others may rest. And yes, that makes Sundays long and harder for us yeah. for sure. But also the value that's in it is then, and, and Mary's not spoiled. And you know what? If she's spoiled on Jesus, then praise God, okay? Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit will reveal to her that she needs to start serving now. Absolutely. But healthcare, soul care, spiritually with the Holy Spirit is what we serve for. We're going to jump to a break. When we get back, Pastor Christian's going to close the show out. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors.
At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family, We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321-453-453. Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, welcome back. That was a great program, Pastor David. And I love as we round out Luke 10 here, looking at Jesus's words in verse 27, he says, the man answered, you must love. Well, this is the guy replying back to Jesus. Jesus had said in verse 26, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? And the guy replied, the man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. 
and love your neighbor as yourself. Let's just focus on the majors. It's so easy to get caught up in the world we live in today. People get hung up on how old the earth is. If women are allowed to be pastors, they get caught into, you know, tulip and stuff with, you know, Calvinism. And they want to fight literally to the death over things that are not big rocks. This is a big rock. This is a major for Jesus. He's saying this is the most important is that we love God with all your heart all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Let that really be what we are stepping up to do and that all of our actions are motivated by that, our decisions are made from that way, and that we're not just self-serving, like this guy said, as he had his own agenda, Mm -hmm. so he wanted to justify himself. We're not gonna do it that way. Instead, we're gonna put God first. People are gonna see it. Jesus said that they will know You're my followers because of the way that you love each other. Come on, that is so good. And that's what we need to be leading with and stepping out with. People knowing Jesus because of how we love. People knowing Jesus for who Jesus is. We don't need to water Jesus down. We don't need to make Jesus relevant. I can't stand when people say that because he is already. We just have to follow him. All right, guys, man, love doing the show with you, Pastor Christian. See you you guys on the next episode. Talk to you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.